The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking Halo Season 1, Episode 3, Emergence. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is available on all the podcast platforms. So if you're a Spotify person, we're there. If you're an Apple iTunes person, we're also there, too. And if you want to watch this on video, head over to SaltyNerdVideo.com on YouTube and check us out there as well. We do a fully produced video of uh, our show. However, we do have a quick announcement because CBS is a bunch of cunts and uh, they do not allow us to use any contextual bits from their TV show without being completely blocked and taken down off of YouTube with Mr. Kadish over here has been dealing with for the past couple of weeks. So going forward in this show, we're going to be doing something a little bit differently than we do for all the other episodes. We're not going to be able to do the contextual clips from the show while we're talking. Uh, we're going to have to work a way around that. I think we're going to do still frames or something. What's your what's your so, game plan, Mr. So Kadish? We haven't really figured out what we're going to do yet. The fact of the matter is, is that CBS uh, just historically has been, you know, uh, very like anti fan, fair use, anti fan. Yeah. Um, you know, it started way back when Viacom originally took over Paramount in the in like around 95, I think, when they slapped down all the Star Trek fan fiction. Uh, they've also done that with Star Trek fan films, pretty much like like uh, Vader and I, we were doing our, our Star Trek show on Saturday mornings and we literally had the new trailer for Strange New Worlds. Mm -hmm. We didn't play it. We just scrolled through it frame by frame. And we got, you know, copy struck for that by CBS as mm -hmm. well. So like we didn't even play the trailer and they copy struck us. And they're doing this to like pretty much everyone who's doing a Halo video that yeah. has footage from from the uh, show in it, despite the fact that like it falls under fair use and it's transformative and all that stuff. And what they do is they, they try to block it as soon as it's published so that uh, it can't get any traction in the algorithm. And it also um, any money that the creators would make from such a thing would go right to CBS. And so uh, they've been doing this pretty much across the board. Uh, the most famous example is Angry Joe, mm -hmm. uh, where he, but he's got such a huge following that he can just sick all of his fans on CBS and they'll release it. Uh, takes uh, our first uh, Halo review got released after we contested it, but that was like after like a week. Yeah. And then our second one never got released. And so like we had to re-edit it and uh, we re-released it with a screw CBS edition. <laughs> and uh, so like we basically went through and transformed all the different footage and you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fun watch, but it was way too much work. And so we're trying to figure out how we're going to, you know, handle the Halo reviews going forward because everything we do, CBS just seems to yeah. block worldwide. It makes it so like nobody can see the video. And then when they do release it, they don't release the... Um, monetization so we don't make any money off the video so and that very, for, for us douchey. that's really going to make us reconsider what kind of shows we watch when it when it comes to paramount plus and stuff if it if it comes from cbs or paramount plus yep. we're probably not going to talk about it we need yeah. to stick with apple shows yeah apple tv has never given us an issue we hbo max hbo max is never getting an issue so um it's i don't know what their game plan is i guess they don't want anybody talking about their show uh, even though we've been, I mean, as far as a podcast goes, like there's a lot of people dumping a lot of I'm, salt, like a lot of hate on this show. I feel like we're being pretty fair. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like, they don't care. They just like, if you talk about it at all, you're getting freaking removed. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I used to work at Paramount and, um, you know, I was there for like when they split the two, uh, CBS and Paramount and, uh, the, the whole issue with Star Trek where basically CBS had the TV rights to Star Trek and Paramount had the movie rights. And, uh, I, I got to see like how legal 
uh, like legal departments at, mm-hmm. at the studio um, handled those two situations. And basically like their go-to instinct is just like, this is our content. It doesn't matter uh, if it falls under fair use or not. We're going to strike it down. We're going to wear you down and uh, we're just going to, you know, keep all of our stuff for ourselves. And, you know, we don't care about the, the fan interaction it, uh, at all. These people need to understand how people absorb content now. What we do yeah. is done by many people and the, just them being bastards about it just yep. blows my mind because it's, it's free advertising. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Even good or bad. Good it's or still bad. Free, people free are still talking about and watching their shows, mm-hmm. you know, and this is how nerds Which do their thing now. We're not going to do next time for season two. Forget about it. Yeah. We're, I'm not dealing with this stuff. I'm not making Kadish work that hard trying to get out of video for, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to us. But it's anyway, like, it's like, on, like on our show, I'm, I'm committed through, through uh, strange new worlds season one mm-hmm. but after that we're gonna i'm gonna do a hard thing we think about what we're gonna do saturday mornings yeah so. all right everybody that's it for the announcements for our as far as like the content side goes we appreciate your patience thank you guys for coming back and watching and commenting on the videos that helps us out uh i know cbs is trying to keep us down but you guys the fans of the podcast and the people who are in the comment section and views and giving us that thumbs up we really appreciate it so uh we're gonna get into the episode real quick we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast and download a dope freaking mobile game, head over to saltynerd.com slash DC, download Dragon Champions. And our guild master, JT, has an announcement for us. Uh, it says the Salty Nerd Guild, total hero points, 665,000 members, 8 out of 25. That's amazing. And 40% activity. That's great. So 8 out of 25. So there's the, our goal right now is to get to 25 people in our guild. So head over to the saltynerd.com slash DC, download Dragon Champions. It's a really fun, easy to play, completely free hero collection game where you can collect your heroes, upgrade them, turn them into really badasses, send them out on missions and get points and all kinds of cool stuff. Once you get to level 20, which is not hard to do, by the way, I have a story tell you guys in a second but level 20 you can join our salty nerd podcast guild and uh help us create a badass guild where we can go and raid a bunch of freaking cool ass things and do kind of i haven't been part of a guild raid yet can i do the can we do a guild oh, raid? I, this I, I, I took care of it already i know but i want to i want to do it I, I killed it i beat it you beat it I'll, what, what level are you at all by myself what level are you at <laughs> uh 61 61 yeah Ooh, he's coming for you no. yeah well there are different levels of raids and, <laughs> and, and the difficulties go up um from one so <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway help support the podcast uh the uh, dragon champions folks over there they really support us a, a lot so we want to return the favor so yeah, head over there tell them about the code oh yes uh free thank stuff. you free stuff Go into the settings and type in the code SALTY, the promo code, uh, and you get a bunch of free cool like upgrades and a free character and a lot of uh, stuff to kind of help you along your way. But like I said, it's not hard to get to level 20, guys. I wasn't there yet. These guys were giving me a bunch of crap. They were like, oh, you're not even level 20. You can't even be in part of your own guild. I spent like 45 minutes playing the game, and I was level 20 within no time. And I, I no money spent. It was just the and, game is just fun and easy and to play. isn't it a relaxing game to play? It is, especially when you put it on auto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for our, our paying the bills part of this show. Um, Mr. Kadish, take it away. Halo, episode three. All right, so uh, we're doing things a little bit differently than we've done with the previous two episodes, and that's mostly because uh, 
CBS sucks. Yes, CBS sucks. <laughs> but uh, what we're doing is, is uh, if anyone out there has watched our invasion or listened to our invasion reviews, um, we kind of broke those down based off of like storylines, uh, just because it was easier to keep track of. And so for this episode, episode three, Emergence, I have decided to do the same thing here, just so we can talk about entire storylines as opposed to jumping back and forth between them. I dig it. So uh, we're going to start off with Quan Ha's storyline. Get the worst one out of the way. (laughs) Okay, so on the space colony of rubble, Quan Ha seems to have a difficult time fitting in, especially when she sees the news broadcast that shows Vishner Grath has taken over Madrigal and joined the UEG and ended the planet's quest for independence. Quan goes to Soren and says she has to go back to Madrigal and join the resistance, but Soren's like, uh, no, bitch. (laughs) Quan says that her family's been on Madrigal since before it was even a colony, but doesn't mention why she and her family still speak Korean, if that's the case. Soren doesn't want any of her excuses and tells her that he promised John that he'd keep her safe, so she's not going anywhere. Back at Soren's place, Quan tells Liara that she can't stay on rubble, and Liara tries to reason with Quan by telling her yet again about her own tragic backstory and how her whole planet was destroyed by the Covenant, but Quan is still like, bitch, I'm not you. I'm going to fight. And Liara is like, the universe would be diminished without you in it. And everyone in the audience is like, um, are you sure about that? Yeah, because Quan Ha is the worst. <laughs> so anyway... Quan goes and tries to hotwire one of Soren's spaceships so she can go to Madrigal, despite it being clear she's never flown a fucking spaceship before. <laughs> anyway, Soren catches her and tells her to fuck off again, but this time Quan convinces him to take her to Madrigal because her family is rich with deuterium, apparently. Soren finally agrees, saying that if Quan doesn't pay him, he'll cash in by turning her over to Vinchner Grath for the bounty. Um, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be alone on this but I actually quite enjoyed this little bit of of the show because I was really worried that uh Quan Ha is was gonna be like a Mary Sue and just able to do anything and Mm. and she would gonna go off and and be the hero of her own story and it was gonna be bland and boring I understand her desire to go and do what she does that makes total sense to me the fact that she literally can't do it on her own she goes there and she's like, I need to leave. And he's like, like you said, like, bitch, why? Why am I going to take you? Mm-hmm. It was a very like Han Solo moment where he's like, I'm not in it for you. I'm in it for the money. What do you got? What am, what am I going to get he's out of this? Pirate. Yeah, he's a We've freaking pirate. This. I loved it. And I love that he like put her in her place like two or three times. Like she's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And he's like, no, you're not. You can't do anything <laughs> without me. Like you can do nothing right now. You are stuck. What what do you what do you have to bring to the table? Just a dumbass little girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just hate Quan Ha's character so much. Like every time like they cut to her storyline, I felt like the the show just kind of like screeched to a grinding halt. Absolutely. But she also like like she's just so grating and annoying as a character. Like like, oh. like there's a scene where, where she basically calls Sword an asshole. No, not basically. She does it, yeah, but yeah, she yeah, does yeah. it in the worst accent possible. Yeah. You asshole. <laughs> you asshole. It was the most like <laughs> Like Dr. Jones. Yeah, it was so bad. I was like, I, I was like, did she normally talk like that? I didn't notice that heavy of an accent, but like during that scene, I was like, that was weird. And, and, and the, the fact that like her family was part of Madrigal before like it even became a colony, and like apparently many generations of her family have lived there. I'm, that doesn't I'm just make like, any sense. I'm just like, then why are they so steeped in Korean culture? Like, like everyone else mm-hmm. that we've seen on Madrigal doesn't have anything to do with that. Well, it's an Earth co- colony. Like, how long could she have been there if it's a earth colony so the earth the people from earth went there and set up a colony i don't really have a problem with that because you know um people keep their culture have you been in chinatown lately Mm -hmm, 100 i'm not not talking about the call have you walked through the back of one of these casinos lately there's no english (laughs) being spoken bro (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's 
Yeah, it's, I have it's no, not I that she did. I, I if her ancestors were from Korea 400 years ago, whatever. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, it doesn't I'm just I'm just curious as to like it when would, the colony got started. Like, how has yeah, she been there from know. the beginning? So they've always been an Earth colony, of course. Well, 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 it sounds like she was born on Madrigal. She was raised on Madrigal. She was mm -hmm. never from Earth. Okay. But same thing with her father, because you know to hear her talk about it, like her family was one of the the first settlers of that planet, and that's one of the reasons why they're fighting uh, for independence. It's because they don't want to be under the UEG uh, governance. I mean, if if anything, if they wanted to make it kind of cool, they could have like said that you know they could have set up somehow where her ancestors and relatives were from Korea Earth. You know, mm -hmm. years ago, Korea, Earth, Korea, comma Earth, Korea, comma Earth. You know, and maybe like the language had maybe evolved and changed over the last right. four hundred years or whatever. But spaceify it a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, the thing that gets me is like she's just so petulant. Like yeah. she, she calls uh, Soren an asshole, and then when Liara is trying to like remind her about like the dangers of you know that are facing her out there, she's just like, "Bitch, I'm gonna fight." Screw your stupid tragic backstory. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bitch, you're not that good at fighting. Yeah, you're not good at anything, as far as we know. We haven't seen her literally do anything mm -hmm. yet. She couldn't even get that thing out. She had to shoot it in the ship. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She ran away from like all the Covenant aliens. Like, like well, she's gonna go back and join the resistance and do what exactly? Like yeah. the first episode. Remember? Get shot literally when, in half. When she's I'm in the that, general's daughter. She's in that closet <laughs> with all of her people, and then she bails, and they're like, "Where are you going? You have to stay with us." And she's like, "I'm gonna go fight," and then she doesn't go and fight. She just goes and hides somewhere else while everybody else gets massacred. All she does is survive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her heart's in the right spot. But, but I, I, I like the... I mean, she's almost constantly been killed in every episode. You know, like, I like, like the, she has no skills whatsoever. That we know of. Also, yeah, there's yeah. a bounty on her. I, I like the line where she's like, I'm going to go and there's nothing you can do to stop me. And he's like, well, I could crush your skull. That would stop you. And yeah. she's like, Oh Fair point. <laughs> I, I saw I saw a YouTuber say that like uh, her storyline's about finding out what happened to half of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> that is a ridiculous haircut. Yeah, it's really bad. all right. You That's need it to for stop nitpicking that shit though. Why? Because who cares? It's just a haircut. It's a space show. That's really what you're gonna nitpick. Oh, this is. Just Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm going to nitpick is her trying to hotwire a freaking spaceship. That's what I have a problem with. Like, what is her history that she thinks that she can A, hotwire a spaceship, B, fly one, and then C, navigate it to where she wants to go? Yeah, she didn't even know how to turn off that thing that Master Chief told her she to do. She wouldn't even listen to the ball of yarn theory. <laughs> That's right. She doesn't know how to use slip space. Yeah, she doesn't know how to do anything. So she's going to go run off. Like, I think, I mean, I guess her character is naive enough to think that she can do all these She'll things figure it out she's gonna steal from the people trying to protect her well what i'm here's what i'm glad about i'm glad that she didn't succeed in any of those things yeah. if she would have succeeded in doing that and she stole a spaceship and went into slip drive <laughs> and went to her planet that's mary sue territory yep. right yeah. a character yeah. who has no basis no idea what she's doing can do it anyway she's not yeah. that she's two, not a mary sue listen, two episodes she ago she was uh Wandering around outside the city, getting looking, high, looking for shrooms. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I like you know, that character better. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just, I'm gonna, I have to give them a little bit of credit because they could have very easily turned her into that character who did all those things that she tried to do. It's like, yeah. bitch, sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, she's gonna get sore and killed. I'm pretty convinced. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and I just find I find her whole character pretty unlikable. And it seems like they don't really know what to do with her. They just created this character yeah. for something, but they 
don't know what. And I just would rather her storyline end. Well, they need a reason to get Master Chief back to Madrigal. And she's going to be a big part of that, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think she's just... um. I like it's a plot convenient. Yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious from this episode that everything is going to be converging on Madrigal for like the season finale or something like that. Yeah, Madrigal is probably going to get glass at the end of the season, I'm guessing. That'd be pretty cool. It's not going to be Reach. It's going to be Madrigal, which I'd be all right with. I want to see that happen somewhere. I do too. I hope they spent all their budget on the CGI Me for too. that. <laughs> all right, what happens next, Katie? All right, so now we're going to talk about McKee's storyline. Uh, we get McKee's backstory where she's an orphan on the waste salvage colony on the planet Oban, where her friend used to read her stories from books and try to make out with her in between beatings from the evil <laughs> UNSC slave drivers. One day, McKee's friend gets beaten to death and she gets tased, causing the scarring on her back. But not to worry, because good covenant elites show up and rescue her. Well, their magic stick leads them to her and tells them that she's valuable, so they take her to see Prophet Mercy, who raises her into adulthood. Mm. Back to modern day, and McKee is dressed like a human and ready to go recover the Forerunner artifact from Master Chief, and she plans to start her quest by returning to Madrigal, where the artifact was first uncovered. Oh, and she also promises to kill Master Chief and bring Mercy back his head. She takes a Covenant Corvette and runs into the UNSC patrol ship Gladius and fakes being a Covenant prisoner in order to make her way on board. Once on the Gladius, McKee unleashes Covenant Death Worms, who immediately kill everyone on board, and none of the highly trained Marines seem to think it's a good idea to, you know, shoot her. Anyway, the Worms get the Gladius's commander, and he refuses to tell McKee anything, so she queen canes him with a sweet laser shiv implanted in her fingernail. McKee then tries to bypass the ship's security to learn where the artifact is, but she isn't able to do that because UNSC security protocols purge the ship's database before she can access it. So she's like, oh, well, back to plan A and goes back to the Covenant Corvette to continue her journey to Madrigal. Unbeknownst to her, though, the UNSC intercepts her message to the Corvette. And now Miranda Keys is going to work on deciphering what McKee was saying to the Covenant. And wouldn't you know it, McKee happened to say exactly where she's going, a.k.a. Madrigal. This was the dumbest freaking part of the show. <laughs> so this chick. Garbage planet. Well, the garbage planet thing was fine. Like, I'm glad that they I showed was, us. I was waiting for like there to be like little black holes show up and like a bunch of garbage spew out. From uh, Thor it, Ragnarok. Then, like, Thor would show up. And, yeah, like, yeah. Some cool shit. Yeah, that would be fun. Taika Waititi directed this yeah, episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Goldblum is there. He's the Lord of Yes. Trash. That'd be dope. So uh, we're going to have a fight over here. <laughs> like, that's not a very good job. Um, no, not at all. Uh, but that's okay. Um, so what I was going to say about this is like the backstory thing. I'm I'm so glad that they showed us this part because we, we kind of speculated whether or not that scar meant that she was the arbiter. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that's not the case. Like that scar just came from just her. Just a laser. Uh, yeah, just a freaking laser taser. And uh, that's fine. She hates humans because humans that she was around treated her like trash. Makes sense. Got it. Okay, cool. What didn't make any sense was the freaking magic wand that the Covenant were carrying around to see, yeah. like, who was the freaking special person. Well, it's a DNA sensor. Mm. So, she has special. That's freaking, that's weak, bro. It's real <laughs> It's like weak. a metal detector, but for, like, special, special. people. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, you know, it's, at least they didn't have, like, a Cerebro or something. But it's like, who's, I was the, like, who's the mutant out there? We need to go find Yeah. Him. <laughs> but uh, despite all that, my least favorite part of this was just how dumb this freaking commander of the UNSC ship was. He was like, oh, there's this giant Covenant space cruiser that just came out of slip space. There's one person on it. One little girl who's lost and doesn't know how to use the spaceship. What? Bro, <laughs> come on, man. That's a trap. Blow it up. And he's like, sure. well, we got to go rescue the little girl. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's a trap. <laughs> 
Like ask one question and her whole thing falls apart. So I, that whole thing, I was just like, this guy's a freaking moron. He's a complete dumbass. How, how is he a commander? How is he a commander of a spaceship when he can't ask a single question to verify somebody's story? Also, you'd think that there would be more than like 10 people on a spaceship mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. His crew was surprisingly small, which I think that might have something to do with COVID restrictions during when they were filming or whatever, but. Maybe he should have contacted Starfleet Command for directions something, or something. something. Or maybe at least one of them should have shot the girl. <laughs> that would have instead helped. Instead of aiming at all the death worms. That the were- death worms. So the, that I was pretty nerding out about that. So you guys don't know this, but there's a um, an enemy from the games called Hunters. There's these giant, big, hulking things. Sure? Yes. And uh, they're really, really t- like exceedingly tough to beat. And uh, they're a collection of like a, a hive mind of worms that all like make themselves into these giant hulking beasts. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever seen them used in this way where they're like crawling through things and like attacking people. I'm not opposed to it, but it's just, it was weird. I didn't, I've never seen them used like that. So I suppose, I guess it could be They're They're a hive mind of, of worm creatures. So I guess they could do whatever. But Question. Yeah. Um, so when she was talking to the ship, she was like, help me. Help yeah, me. Yeah. Didn't they scan it to see yes. any other life forms? So why didn't the worms show up? I don't know. Okay. That seemed a bit odd to me as well. And is she controlling them or they're just like team working? I think they're just team working, but it seemed like she had some kind of like a mental control over them. So like if they had shot her, I don't think that they would have stopped working. Yeah. Right. Well, they still should have shot her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like she, like it'd be one thing if she had like one of those like personal shields that the elites have and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then like bullets were bouncing off her, mm-hmm. but they literally like didn't shoot her she, at all. She, she walked mm-hmm. through the whole yeah. thing. And nobody slow motion. Her. Yeah. Where'd she get that? Um, where'd she get that laser? I have no idea. Shiv. The finger shiv. The finger, the finger shiv. shiv. Yeah. No clue. The covenant just implanted it in her. Yeah. yeah. They were like, I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if each of her nails has one. Of those. What is with chicks? One and- is a bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> They're each something Stink. different. Yeah. What is with Swiss- chicks and like deadly fingernails? Swiss army fingers. Like, why is that a thing? Like the, chi- the chick from X2, you remember that fought Wolverine? She had like Wolverine fingernails. I just, I don't get it. Catwoman has freaking lady death strike. Yeah. Like I- you were talking about Women, yes. women are supposed to have fingernails, and it's just cool to make them into weapons. That's stupid. I like women with fingernails. Why oh. didn't she just pull out like a little laser blade? Yeah, like, like out of her like, holster. Like, or like it, it, her middle it, finger is a gun. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's like a little like two inch laser blade that pops out of her fingernails. Yeah, she it's, could do surgery with it. It's them. like only useful for one thing. <laughs> would, you, would you have a corkscrew or a bottle opener finger? I would definitely have both. a bottle opener. Yeah. Yeah, both. Got to have both. Yeah, but uh, I found it kind of funny, like in her backstory, where like her friend who's reading her the thing, he's all like, "Oh, when someone says that you gotta kiss him, you gotta kiss him." Yeah, and so she's like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess <laughs> sounds great." Like, like we're in a, a pile of garbage, but okay. Uh, but a, a real quick nod to um, one of the books, uh, Cold Protocol. So when the UNSC um, ship comes in contact with a Covenant vessel, in order to protect the um, the whereabouts of major earth colonies and earth itself immediately. The first thing that they do when they come in contact with the covenant ship is they erase all data when it comes to like locations and where they've been and where earth is and all that kind of stuff. So that's part of the coal protocol, coal protocol, which is why she couldn't find the information when she went through the ship's database. So that's accurate to the books. That's a, it's a cool callback. It was weird that because he didn't think it was a trap that they in, initiated the cult protocol right then and there right. but because that literally strands them wherever they are because the ship no longer knows how to get back home. 
So when you initiate that, it's like a suicide mission, basically. And this, this commander, again, doing the dumbest thing possible, not thinking it's a trap and then initiating cold protocol to where he can't get back home. Like it's just too, I don't know. This dude was just are, really are we, bad. Are we too nitpicky about this kind of stuff? I don't think so. No, do, do we do, so. Would the show be boring if we wrote it and had to explain all this stuff? If or? he would have put up just a little bit of a fight, just a little bit of a fight. No, because like, we would get Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> if we wrote it, Jeff Goldblum would yeah. be the guy on the trash planet. I'm still, say what you want, but I'm still way more invested in McKee than I am in Quan. Oh, oh yes. Totally. Yeah. But, but one of the things that really bothers me about this series in general is that like, I'm becoming more and more convinced as we watch each subsequent episode that the UNSC are the bad guys and we should be rooting for the covenant in some way. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm worried I, about that I, too. I mean that, that waste reclamation planet where they basically have child labor and like they're killing children by beating them to death with these UNSC like guards or like whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I don't know any of it. Like to me, like in the games, the UNSC were always the good guys. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, you, you are part of the UNSC in all the games. You're either master chief or you're a, a orbital drop trooper. Well, how does it feel to to defend child slave labor? <laughs> Are you happy? Are you does proud you of yourself? Good? <laughs> yes, they deserve <laughs> to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I, I, I mean, like, like just like the ethical violations that we saw in this episode alone. Like, like you're just sitting there and it's like. Are we supposed to be rooting for the UNSC? Yeah. Like, well, that's I'm from, getting, like, the, got, from the very first episode, from yeah. the start, it's kind of clear that they're saying like the 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 person that you've been playing first person in the game is the bad guy. So technically, we as the viewers are the bad guys. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like I said, Which is in, a, a weird perspective. I, my, I get strong uh, space Nazi vibes off the good guys in this show. It's weird, man. <laughs> like I said, the first episode when they did that thing with Captain Keys, where he was like, "Yeah, we're just going to murder this girl." I'm yeah, like, "Exactly." I'm like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that to Captain Keys. That's, yeah, that's not, not his cool. character." Like he fought against the the ins, insurrectionists, which makes sense. He's against the insurrectionists, so but he's we're gonna, supposed to be rooting for the insurrectionists. Yeah, now. but he's not just like willy nilly murdering innocent people. He's it's wartime. You're going up against people who are trying to kill you. Well, so yeah, that military industrial complex. Those bad people. It is so. weird. I agree with Katers though. It's super weird that <laughs> they're is. doing this to the show. They're like, well, the UNSC is not all that good. I'm like. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm a little cranky. Let's do some murder. <laughs> All right. What happens next? All right. So now we go to Halsey's uh, storyline. Admiral Perangotsky secretly sets up a parallel team to study the Forerunner artifact with Miranda Keys running it because she thinks Halsey is a bitch and she doesn't want to be so reliant on her anymore. Meanwhile, Halsey sits down with her clone and it's obvious the Flash clone has all of Halsey's memories up to the point where Halsey took biological samples of herself. The clone figures out Halsey made her for her brain and Halsey reveals that she's perfected the process for real-time neuroelectrical imaging and the clone is like, that's awesome, but I'm still dying, right? And Halsey's like, oh yeah, I'm totally murdering you. <laughs> While Halsey's creepy assistant Aiden gets the clone ready for murder, Halsey goes and tells John what's up and says the procedure is the only way to get him back on the front lines. Halsey convinces John to look at it as an upgrade, so despite his reservations, John agrees to have a hole drilled into his skull. 
Halsey then goes back to her clone just before Aiden can start molesting it and sucks the clone's brain out of her eyeball with a needle. She then destroys what's left of the body and injects the newly created Cortana right into John's brain. Halsey then activates Cortana for the first time, and Cortana is pissed that she's not able to take over Master Chief's brain fully, but Halsey explains that she's limited Cortana's control of John because she doesn't want to screw up her research into the Forerunner artifact by messing with John just yet. Halsey suggests Cortana spends her time familiarizing herself with the wealth of human knowledge available to her until John wakes up in an hour. And Cortana is like, okay, but what am I supposed to do for the next 52 minutes? And Halsey is like, don't worry, I'm going to be keeping you very busy. <laughs> um, that guy is totally doing weird things to oh, Cortana's body. <laughs> he's doing weird shit to the clones, mm -hmm. for sure. I don't know why they had to add that. No, what's, the, what's the point? Because the UNSC is evil, and we're supposed to hate straight white men. That's it. That's why. Ew. Because we're all perverts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a really weird part to add to this He's show. He's really into bald chicks with no eyebrows. Yeah. Um, the, clo was, the cloning, dude, the conversation the clone had with Halsey was freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that was that, so that was cool. A, a creepy conversation. Yeah, real so creepy. Genuinely like, disturbing. Yes. And I, I love that. I like, was into it. Yeah. Halsey is, okay, so in the UNSC, Halsey is the the bad guy within the organization, but she's like, doing shit that nobody else thinks is okay, but she's doing it for the greater good kind of thing. Sure. So that storyline all works. Like if she's the, a mad it, scientist. Yes, she's a mad scientist. If they're going to do that to her, she's the character to do it to. So I have no issue with any of this that happened during this part of the show. I had a ton of fun watching this whole sequence go down. I think the cloning process where they took the brain out, that's all pretty damn accurate to the source material. That's kind of how all things work. The one thing I want to give this show a ton of credit for when Cortana first like emerges in her digital form, she says the first lines um, that she, or the first lines that she ever says is uh, at the end of the game, the king and the pawn get put in the same box or, or something along those lines. That is literally ripped straight from the source material. That is Cortana's first ever spoken words in real life. The only difference that I found between the show and um, Cortana's creation was in the in the lore, it happens two years before this. So it's like 2549 or something, not 2552. So they, they've changed the timeline a little bit to kind of coincide with what's, what's going on with Chief. So that all, I was like, okay, so they moved it up a couple of years. That's fine. It's not that big of a deal. That's really the only change, but everything else There's worked out. Shit they're, they're aging up. Yeah. I, I do find it odd that they didn't make Cortana more like she is in the games where she's like this blue hologram, like obviously like avatar type thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, in this, like, she's, like, normal human size. Like, she can, like, appear and walk anywhere. It's very I'm, strange. I'm hoping that they do the miniature size at some point, like, maybe when he's out in the field. But I think, like, when he's within the UNSC bunker on reach, you know, she can just appear in her normal I imagine size. she can be any size yeah. she wants yeah. to be. But I do agree, like, the the CGI that they do, did to create Cortana is a, a lot different than the video games. She doesn't look like that in the games. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, okay, so they're just kind of like stylizing it a little well, bit. Well, they, they use the voice actress from yeah. the games Thank to, God to play the, the actual like avatar of Cortana. And I'm wondering if like they either recorded her and just like did some CGI over her or if like they just are going full CGI with Cortana. It's very strange. Also like the fact that like she's also the voice of cortana for like windows so like every, every time like i hear her speak i just think my computer is asking me if i want to search for something listen dude I, i'm not gonna lie when when the actress the voice actress came on as cortana in this show and she started having a conversation with halsey i got 
I got chills, man. I, the, the voice of Cortana is so freaking awesome. I'm so glad that they got the freaking voice actress. And I know that that wasn't originally their plan, which pisses me off a little bit because I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like if you have the voice actress available to you, but you're like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to go with this other chick. Because it's funny because we talked about how like the actress who plays Halsey was supposed to be Cortana. And there's a, a couple back and forth lines in this show where they're like, oh, you look familiar. Well, I was made to look familiar well, to well, you. E- even John, uh, when he first meets Cortana, he's, he turns to Halsey and he's like, she looks like you. And I'm yeah. like, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so that's the same thing. It's pretty obvious that that was filmed before they put the CGI in. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was having like a, a brain aneurysm. And I was like, is she supposed to look? Yes. She does it to me. Yeah. Am I eyes seeing something different? No, it was supposed to be the same actress that plays Halsey just as like a Cortana. They're, they're trying to, they're trying to trick us. <laughs> well, yeah. I think they just filmed the live action part and then they added the CGI later, but it was after COVID and when they had to switch actresses. So they're just like, well, we can't reshoot it. So I'll just leave the I mean, line they could, in. They could have ADR'd something. something. <laughs> but I, I do want to get, didn't ba- bother me. I, I want to get back to uh, Halsey talking with her clone because yeah. I feel like that was one of the best scenes of this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that the clone is is Halsey and she knows what she was created for and yeah. like what, what's in store for her. And she's like, do you remember when we were thinking about like the situation, like if you'd actually go through with it or not? And uh, Halsey, like like the, the original Halsey, who's, you know, like older and had other experiences, like she's just so like morally like, like, I don't care if this is moral or not. Like, this, yeah, I'm doing this for the sake of progress. And her younger self, who the clone represents, is, is still kind of like struggling with these issues, but mm-hmm. she eventually accepts her fate. And uh, the whole part where she's lying on that table and she's like, will it hurt? And the assistant is just like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he like, he like, you know, like paralyzes her. So like she can't like do anything about it. That's so crazy. That's dude. dark. That's really dark. It's such a dark thing. It was a, it was a, like, if you really break it down and what it all means, that's a fucked up scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really, really is. messed up. Yeah, and then the way they dispose of the body afterwards is just, just like, like dropped it in acid or something. Acid yeah, that was it. Was it was really cool, but it's all fairly freaking accurate but, to the source material. But, so. but they also talked about how John, um, about well, they talked about the Spartan program because mm-hmm. the clone, I guess, like was just starting it at the time, and she wanted to know what happens. And Halsey's like thirty five survived, and she's like, so more than half of them died. Yeah, you know, and Halsey's like, like, yeah, but the rest are Spartans. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Look, look on the bright side, <laughs> <laughs> the silver lining. Not- thirty five of them lived. Oh my god, he seemed like a glass half empty kind of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, I, I agree though that was a re- that was probably the best scene in this show on this episode so far is that conversation between Halsey and the clone yeah it was uh, very creepy because like you're sitting there watching that and you're just like what would I be saying to myself in that yeah. situation I mean there's hey, I want to live <laughs> <laughs> let me grow some hair and get out of here yeah, let, let me grow my eyebrows back yeah. just grow a different clone <laughs> JT said the eye scene freaked him out oh for sure with oh, the yeah, needle yeah, over yeah, the eye yeah. or they sucked the brain out and, yeah yeah Digitally, I was, I was surprised you didn't look away, Kadish. I know that that shit freaks you oh, out I, too. I had my eyes closed. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't watch that scene. Oh, I, because like she's awake and she's seeing this needle come yeah. in. And she knows it's it's gonna hurt and, and it's gonna kill her. And and the look on on Natasha McElhenney, is that her name? Uh, the act, the actress's face, like like you can tell, like she's supposed to be playing it paralyzed, but like the look on her face is like there's fear in those yeah, eyes yeah, for yeah. sure. She, she's yeah. she's fucking scared. And a, a nice little detail to that scene. I, I know you had your eyes closed, but I didn't. But mm-hmm. like when the needle goes in, and after that shows the brain being digitized, like you can see her pupils dilate, mm-hmm. and it just like you can watch the life like leave her. I was like, oh man, that's a freaking creepy detail yeah. to add. But I, it was a really cool scene. I have to give him credit for that. They did it well. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, 
Well, it, something. it also makes me wonder, like, why couldn't they be flash cloning Spartans? Like if, if you know, it's an exact clone and, and they get these guys with all the upgrades. Well, it's um, it, the success rate is really, really low. So like Halsey, really, really low, really, really low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're they're clones, right? So like, yes, you, you could just keep doing it until you like you get them right. I would assume there's some a lot of legwork that goes into creating a yeah, clone. But don't you know you can't make a clone of a clone because a clone of a clone <laughs> keeps, it keeps degrading and it gets really stupid after. Like a while. that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie. But you just upload a copy of Cortana into it and it's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think there's more to more to it. I would assume that they want to get the technology correct before they do it with something super powerful. Yeah, or super expensive because the Spartans yeah. are like a yeah, but the Spartans, a lot of money. the clones aren't going to come with you know metallic bones and and all the other upgrades they're just well, well i mean like if you're if you're cloning some something you can add whatever you want to it because it sounds like they have the cloning process perfected but it's just illegal because it's looked at as immoral mm -hmm. so like i'm just wondering like if they have 35 spartans can't they take like some samples from them and then like recreate them and even if like they don't come out as full spartans they would know that the clones would survive the process of being made into Spartans. I have to double check the numbers, but I think when I was looking this up, there was something like 50, 50 or 60 failed clone attempts for Cortana. And this was like the only one that worked. So I don't think it's perfected. Uh, unless, well, I'm just going based off of the show. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. I, I that's, that's just kind of what I thought was like, yeah, this was like a one of a kind clone. It, I'm sure you'll be checked. I'm, I guarantee you I will be checked <laughs> by Dan in the chat <laughs> tonight. <laughs> well, in, in the games, they have like multiple different uh, AIs, don't they? Yes. Yes. But I don't know. I don't think they're all based. Cortana is like unique in that she was taken from a human brain. I think the rest of them are just normal AIs. But I, again, you have to fact check. Fancy that. algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it for the whole Cortana thing, right? I can't think of anything else. Um, I gave him credit for the first lines that Cortana says. Good for them. Uh, the rest of it, the look is, I, I'm, I'm fine with the look. It's not great. I know people are criticizing it, but it doesn't bother I, me. It doesn't bother much. me. I kind of yeah. like it. All right. So let's get to Master Chief's story. So John wakes up from the procedure and Halsey introduces him to Cortana and John's like, oh great, now I have a crazy bitch in my brain. <laughs> and Cortana's like, I'm way too good for you. <laughs> and it's obvious that John and Cortana's relationship isn't off to a very good start. Anyway, Halsey doesn't waste any time having John experiment with the artifact and John activates it again. Once he's interfacing with the artifact, Halsey has Cortana take him over, but the second that she does, the artifact shuts off, making it clear that it will only respond to all natural John. John goes back to his barracks and reunites with Silver Team. And John is like, you guys want to ask me anything about my treasonous behavior? And they're all like, nah, we trust you. And then Cortana shows up and everyone's like, what the fuck is this crazy holographic bitch? And John's like, bitch, I didn't summon you. And Cortana's all like, um, excuse you. No one summons me, Mr. Patriarchy. And eventually John gets Cortana to fuck off and tells his team that she's temporary. But Kai seems to be worried that some holographic bitch has marriage eyes for her man. Later on, John is trying to look up images from the memories he had while interfacing with the artifact, and Cortana comes along and offers to help him, and John's all like, finally, you're useful for something. Cortana gives John a list of planets that might be what he's searching for, and John remembers that he lost one of his team members on a planet, but has no emotion at the memory of his fallen squad mate, which gives him an idea. And that idea is to get fully naked and carve out the emotional regulator capsule from his spine. Halsey orders Cortana to help him do so, not only so Master Chief can see Cortana as an ally, but because Halsey seems to trust John's instincts and wants to see what he's up to. 
John pops the emotional regulator out and Kai secretly watches him and is all like, hmm, look at those master cheeks. <laughs> Afterward, John gets dressed and goes on walkabout and without his emotional regulator, everything seems new and awesome to him. Invigorated by his new feels, he goes back to the artifact and interfaces with it again. Now able to feel emotion, John gets a gets much clearer memories from the artifact and discovers there's a second piece to the artifact that may be on the world he grew up on. With Cortana's help, Master Chief figures out the planet he grew up on was Iridanus II, and the Chief wants to go there and figure out his visions that he's been getting from the artifact. Halsey not only agrees to let him go, but says she'll come with him because she wants to find more of that sweet, sweet forerunner tech. But when creepy assistant Aiden suggests that Master Chief disco might discover what they've done, it could be the downfall of them all. And Halsey replies, don't worry, that's what we have Cortana for, implying that she'll just take over Master Chief and erase his brain if it ever comes to that. And Cortana then walks away like the bad bitch she is, though why a hologram has to physically walk away when she can just disappear is anyone's guess. It's trying to get some of that swagger. It's the that's point. It's, yeah, it's the principle. <laughs> right, I'm going to walk away from you. Um, but, but no one was watching her. That was all right. The, <laughs> Chief, like, getting in touch with his feelings, I guess for the show they needed to show it, but I, I've never, as a game player, I've never, even in the books, never thought that Chief was just, like, non-emotional. He cares very deeply for his Spartan team. He cares very deeply for the Marines and the UNSC. For all of humanity. He's already for his, all, yeah. He's like, already removed his chief. That's bullshit. No. <laughs> It's like he's like that in the books when he's a teenager. Like I just read uh, uh, Silent Storm, which takes place when, when Chief is like 16. He doesn't like not care about anybody. He's focused. He's a military dude. He's very on mission. But that doesn't mean he doesn't care about anything. So this whole like subplot about like I'm going to remove my my chip inhibitor. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I, just, why? Why is this happening? It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. Also, I don't think that that's how your spinal column works. No. <laughs> That either. It's just resting against it. Yeah. It's, okay. It's a, what did they say? A centimeter in to your skin? I'm like, oh, that's a weird spot for it. But I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. This whole this whole bit was oh, dumb. Spinal cord right there. You can feel my bone. Your butt. Yeah, but if you, rips, you trying to if you rip something out of your spinal cord, the rest of your body is fucked. <laughs> well, keep keep in mind that the Spartans have like this like alloy covering all their bones, and mm -hmm. so like it's very like indestructible and and can't you can't fuck up a Spartan spine, basically. It was just kind of plugged in there like a USB port. Yeah. Anyway, so just pop it out. Deal. <laughs> I just didn't. It's literally. Come on, did. man. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about Fuck. any of this. Him <laughs> going on a walkabout and like like hearing music for the first time. It's just eye roll. It's just, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Of course. Well, our big bad Master Chief needs to go and get in touch with his feelings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will Why say are that, we doing this? I, I will say this, though. Like, I like the world building that this episode gave us, um, you know, getting to see like how life is on like a UNSC planet and stuff like that. You know, like I, I thought it was cool. A military and, base. Yeah. And, and one of the weird things about this episode in particular is that I didn't get upset that chief wasn't in his helmet because it doesn't feel like the same character to mm -hmm. me. Like it feel like, I feel like I'm following along Pablo Schreiber and this is John. I, yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. Chief. Yeah. This is John. And, and so like, uh, when he actually was in his armor at the end of the episode, I was, I was like, oh, this feels weird. That's <laughs> not a good, I don't feel like that's a good thing. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be running around the barracks with my, no, on either. granted. So. Yeah. And in the books and stuff like that, he takes his stuff off all the time and goes off. And so what's the problem then? 
Is it, just, it just breaks the illusion of the games. It just breaks the illusion. It's not the games, though. I know. I know. That's a fair criticism. It, That's it, fair. It, it ruins the mystique of the character, though. Um, and that was one of the coolest things about like Master Chief was like, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with Boba Fett. Like the minute you take off the helmet and you see that it's a real person yeah. underneath, a lot of the coolness factor is lost. Well, that's a game thing, though. Like I said, books and comics, um, he takes his stuff all the time, especially when he's with his fellow Spartans. I always, the whole Boba Fett thing was kind of made me laugh too because, you know, oh, this character that we've had on screen for two minutes and 47 <laughs> seconds in the last 30 years, you're going to get pissed if he takes his helmet off to drink a beer. Get the fuck out of here. It's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And the other thing that I was kind of, I'm not opposed to it, but I just thought it was a little jarring for me is the relationship that um, John had with Cortana right away. Where he's like, he goes and he talks to his Spartans. Like, hey guys, I know I kind of did some weird shit this weekend. Hologram off. Yeah. Hologram AI off. And she's like, what? Don't talk to me like that. I'm a freaking genius. So like Cortana is like high horse that she thinks very highly of herself. That's pretty accurate. She has a, she has a bit of an ego in the, in the yeah. source material too. I am super smart. Yeah. She's like a, the best am, AI ever created. Also, nobody you. ever even said, hey, sorry about your bod. <laughs> <laughs> so I just... To me, that part was accurate, but what I didn't understand is like John being so embarrassed by it. Like, like it was like, um, like when he was with his Spartans and she pops in, it was like, oh my God, my freaking sex doll came out of the closet. Well, didn't, didn't, like, <laughs> it's just, didn't he say that's an upgrade or something? Yeah. Like yeah. That? It's, like, a, it's an upgrade. It's, ter- oh, it's, it's temporary. Not- Sorry. <laughs> Ignore that. Turn it off. It, I just, I don't understand why he didn't well, like it. Well, because he doesn't have control over it. Maybe, but. I don't know. They, they, they did always have kind of like a fun quippy back and forth. Well, we're, we're so starting off with like an antagonistic relationship. And I, you know, if they plan to make Cortana and John into like the team that they are in the video games, like we kind of need to see that evolution. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it needs to start off with them, like kind of at odds with one another. Yeah. Because they do, they do send quip back and forth. Like one of the first things we see in the first game, combat evolved chief comes out of, uh, of like cryo sleep or whatever. And he walks up and he sees Cortana and he's, and she's like, Oh, did you miss me? And he's like, well, I would have been sleeping if it wasn't for your driving. So like <laughs> they always have that like back and forth where they're kind of like throwing insults at each other, but in like a friendly way. So it, it could evolve into that. Like Katie said, you know, you have that starting point and it kind of evolves into something, a, a better relationship. But I just thought it was weird that he was so embarrassed by it. Like embarrassment was a weird emotion for him to have. <laughs> was that before or after he took out his chip? It was before, right? Yeah. So why was he embarrassed? (gasps) I just broke the show. Plot hole. Broke it. Broke it. (laughs) I think it was totally natural for him to be embarrassed because he's just trying to have it like a a one-on-one moment. Or or he could have been annoyed. Yeah, but he's just trying to have like a one-on-one moment with these people that mean something to him. And then fucking Cortana just shows up like like she's important. And he's like, this doesn't have anything to fucking do with you. Can you fuck off, please? (laughs) So, and, and like... It's something that he didn't tell his team. Yeah. So it just shows up and they're like, well, what's up with this? And he's like, ah, like I, was, I wasn't ready to talk about it yet. So I totally got that. You know what it kind of reminded me of is when Tom introduces us to a new girlfriend of his. <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, like, like he's, he's just like, yeah, I, I don't really like her, but I don't have anyone better. So like, <laughs> this girl. So and, 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 and the girl is, is all like, hi, guys, I'm so great. It's like, eh, I'm not going to get attached to you. <laughs> it's temporary. I, over there. Yeah, I, don't yeah, even, it's, I don't even get their phone numbers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You started bagging on Tom. So uh, I wanted to point out something. Um, 
in this episode that uh, you're probably uh, glad about, which is like when Miranda is is going to decipher McKee's uh, message, uh, she talks about how grunts are mm-hmm. definitely in this universe where he's like grunts are chatty, but like they don't really like you know say important stuff over right. like the radio. And she talks about elites, and uh, so like it's obvious that they're going to be um, kind of like keeping with the uh, video games in terms mm-hmm. of like the covenant uh, makeup. That's good. That's good. I'm currently reading uh, the Cold Protocol novel uh, in the Halo universe and uh, the jackals, which are like the bird-like creatures that that dude from the last episode was supposed to be. They have like a weird trading relationship with humans. Like they're the part of the covenant that like don't really give a shit if humans are supposed to be exterminated. They're like, well, yeah, but we're going to still do shit with them. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't know about that until this weekend. Um, so there is like some precedence for Covenant working with and trading with and dealing with humans to a certain extent. I'm still not on board with this McKee character, like being part of the inner circle of the prophets. It's really strange to me. I'll also say like Halsey is just like manipulating people left and right, especially in this episode. Like basically she lied to John about you know, the Cortana project and like mm-hmm. why like he has to go through with it. Uh, she's like controlling, like she's got a very short leash on Cortana. Um, you know, the way that, you know, she treated her clone, the way that she's treating her daughter, like all this stuff. It's like, she's just a like an awful human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, Accurate. And, and, and it's like, she's so bad compared to the rest of um, UNC. UNSC. UNSC. Um, so like UNSC is coming off as like bad guys, but compared to Halsey, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> they're only slightly less bad. Yeah. Policy, yeah. Child slave laborers. Yeah, they're and, only mostly bad. Yeah. <laughs> this uh this was another episode, a lot of world building, which I know it's getting a lot of heat for. Like this show's so boring. But I'm like, they're setting up a lot. Oh, I'm not bored when I watch this. Yeah, show. I'm not bored either. I actually really like this episode. I think that that other than the fight scene in the first episode, this was the one that I enjoyed the most. And it's a lot of setup, you mm-hmm. know, like, like it basically like they're laying the groundwork for, I think the second half of the season and at, at this stage and setting up all the characters and mm-hmm. like the situation, it's obvious that everyone's kind of going to be converging on Madrigal at some point. And, uh, it's going to be like a fight for this, like forerunner tech. And, um, I think that the, my theory is that the uh, finale of the season is going to be like them going to the halo and it's going to be the start of the first game is like where the season is supposed to end. I disagree. Cause I think there's not enough time for them to properly do the fall of reach. I think they're going to show Madrigal getting glassed and then season two is going to be the fall of reach. And then after the fall of reach is when they discover the halo ring. So there's a lot. We're not going to get a halo ring for three seasons. Is no, it might be like a mid season thing. Like you can do the fall of reach in the first half of the second but season. They're probably going to switch up the timelines a little bit and probably do the fall of reach later. Um, but I think that um, they, they, they have to introduce the halo at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. That's what the title of the show is, man. Well, it's because it's the title of the franchise. It's not because they're going to be a halo in episode one. I do have a question. I don't know if you guys will care or, or know, but I have a question for the table. Um, so Master Chief's planet was said to have been exposed to some kind of a virus that like wiped out the population, which is why everybody had to leave and why it's like completely uninhabited at the moment. Um there's speculation that that's that was like a flood infestation. Mm-hmm. Do you, Kadesh? Do you think it's a flood infestation? I don't. I do not think it's that. I think it's too early to What's introduce a flood the flood infestation. The flood is the main. It's like it's, it's like the, the zombie. Zerg. It's, the, it's the Zerg of the Halo universe. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. like the the zombie apocalypse for Halo. Yeah. That's what. That's literally the entire reason why the show. So exists. when he goes there, there's going to be there's going to be zombies. 
Well, well, in the Halo universe, there are three factions. There's the Covenant, there's the humans, and then there's this thing called the Flood. And the Flood were like an ancient um, kind of like enemy of the Forerunners. And uh, they've been kind of lurking around the galaxy after um, a big war happened that kind of like put them in their place. And they're, they're resurging in the Halo games. And so like these things are like like body horror type like yeah like, it's a it's a spore that infests your body and then turns you into one of the flood oh, sick. it's a dope yeah it's a really cool concept i've never watched that yeah yeah well hopefully we'll get there at some point in the show because the games i mean it, like it fighting the flood is part of the yeah, best part of the game it, it's a big part of the games yeah. too a big part of the lore and um it's going to introduce like grave mind and all the other crazy stuff so i'm I'm looking forward to it. We'll so, see. So if there is forerunner tech on the planet that John came from, it's possible that the flood is there. Mm -hmm. That's the virus. Otherwise, it could just be any virus. virus. Yeah. COVID-19 or something. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> it just wipes out a planet. Oh, man. We, we, don't, like, we don't get struck down enough. You have to mention COVID. No, that's like right. We got there. Fifth lockdown, decided to abandon the planet. Somehow, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm done. Yeah, they're like, screw this, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's California. Like, the moon people were like, don't come over here. Yeah. <laughs> go back to your plague ridden planet so, that you destroyed. Don't come go, here. Go back to your god, Elon Musk. <laughs> He lives oh, in Texas Elon now. Musk. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like overall, I thought that this was like a pretty solid episode. Like I know that, you know, we only got one kind of action scene in this, which is when uh, McKee takes over the uh, the um, UNESCO ship. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are complaining that the show doesn't have enough action in it. But like, I kind of feel like they're building towards something. And oh, a lot, yeah. a lot of the stuff needs to be set up. And I like it. Um, but one thing that does worry me is is uh, someone pointed out to me recently that the one of the guys who's like the showrunners on on this or like one of the lead writers I forget which uh, he was the one who did the Death Note adaptation for Netflix and that was like one of the worst adaptations ever put to film for such no. a brilliant series. Man, I don't know. There's plenty of source material. Just take the pages from the source material. Well, well and put you know, in the like. Show. The, the, they seem to be pretty accurate to so a lot far. Of lore. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very deep cuts and stuff like that. So they're doing a good job in that respect. But at the same time, like, like there's some, it, it's, it's almost balanced with like terrible stuff versus good stuff. And it's hard to kind of figure out whether or not I like the show or not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Anything else? That's it. Right. Yep. Cool. That's, that's it for that's the, show. the show. Did you enjoy this episode V? Yeah. I'm, I'm still on board. I'm okay. enjoying this show. I wasn't bored at all. I mean, it's just all set up, but yeah, they're not, it's not a slow show. I mean, everything they're doing seems to be leading somewhere for the most part. So yeah. we haven't, yeah. I, we haven't had anything where, that I would consider like a filler episode. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not real big on a, on a Chaka Khan or whatever the fuck her name is. Um, <laughs> Quan Ha. Quan Ha. Yeah. Yeah. I like Chaka Khan better though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, What's what's her handler's name? Um, Soren. Soren. Yeah, I don't really like him either. I like Soren. I like Soren. He uh, kind of comes off as well. He's the Han Solo pirate type. Yeah, I, I just don't like him. Okay, I don't know, but I do like Master Chief, and the helmet thing doesn't bother me, and I like the whole Cortana thing. It's it's 
it's intriguing. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see your take and Jude's take because like you guys have no background None. in the video games whatsoever. Yeah. So Jude, as a non-Halo fan, what's your take on this episode? Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I could never watch this show again and would probably never think of it. So you have again. no interest in the show. I really don't. Um, I'm hoping that I do. This is not the kind of show that I would generally be like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. Mm -hmm. This isn't what I'm into. So it's going to take me a while to get into this. I'm hoping that once I do, like it gets really good for me. But I'm not who this is made for. So I'm not. Are you bored? I guess not, because there are like while I'm watching it, I'm I'm watching it. But like if I never saw it again. It, it wouldn't affect me at all. <laughs> You're not on the edge of your seat to see what happens with John and Cortana. No, no, which is a really boring way to describe what I feel about this show. But like, I could take it or leave it. Okay. All right. Katie, how'd you, well, you said you liked it, right? So are you looking, what are yeah, you looking forward yeah, to? I, I mean, like, I'm still into the show. Like, I've liked all three episodes um, so far. I mean, it definitely has its problems, but the problems don't seem to be bothering me as much as they were at first. And I'm just kind of, I, I think I might've just like given up on, on caring. <laughs> and so I'm able to actually like just turn my brain yeah. off and enjoy it at, at this point. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to every new episode, which tells me that like I'm into the show. So. Yeah. Uh, my biggest thing is I just, I have to give the show credit where credit's due. And there's a lot of deep cuts from the lore. They're following a lot of, um, very similar, uh, characterizations and stuff like that. So I, Every time I go and fact check the episode, like, cause I'm like, I wonder if that's from the lore. I'll go back and I'll find the freaking book or Dan in our discord will be like, Hey, check this video out and I'll watch it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, they took exactly what happened in this comic or in this book and they put it in the show. So I have to give them credit for that. I, it's this show is not like shitting on the lore of halo. I think people are just, were expecting more action oriented, like militaristic style band of brothers type TV show or something like that, where it's like all UNSC you're, you're part of this, you know, this group of soldiers and master chief is there and he's the hero and you go and you fight the covenant. I think that's what people were expecting because mm -hmm. that's more in line with like how the games come across. And this show is like going full game of Thrones where there's like three different factions mm -hmm. and everybody's got a gray area and who's right and who's wrong. And people are like, where's my heroes, man. So they just, I, I just wanted red versus blue. Yeah. Kind of. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they really need to stop making the UNSC out to be such assholes. Yeah. I like, agree. Yeah. I agree too. I, like, like it, it's hard to find people because even master chief at this point, like he's not like a, a hero. Not yeah. Yet. There's so, no real good guy in this. Th there's and no I one think, to root for. I think that might be why I feel a little bit checked out on it. And it's not that I'm necessarily checked out. I just never checked in. I don't know where to check into. No one's a good guy. So, um, I guess I'm like, okay, well, let's see what's going on with, um, master chief, but he's not that interesting. Not yet. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I can't root for anyone else. So like, I kind of want to root for Miranda cause she seems like she's a good guy who wants something to happen, but there's no real writing for her. Yeah. Well, she's. At this point in time, she's a pretty minor character. Yeah. So you're not like, oh, yeah, if yeah. she is the one who you're supposed to be rooting for, you get like, what, 20 seconds of screen time yeah. with her? Like and if I'm supposed to be rooting for Quan, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of Silver Team isn't all that interesting either. They yeah. haven't done jack shit this whole show yet. I don't know any of their names. Uh, Vask is one. Or not Vask or Vask. Yeah, I don't know either. Because they're different from the, from the lore. Silver Team is not the same as Blue Team. Yeah. Um, I would like to see some zombies, though. Uh, flood will be in the show. They have to introduce the flood at some point, and then in that case, you will get zombies. 
I do want to see what's going on with Kai, who's the the chick from Silver Team that uh, seems interested in like Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems to be the only one who seems to care that he's like kind of like going off script and doing these weird things and she's trying to understand it but really can't. Yeah. And she saw him take out his emotional suppression chip. And so I'm wondering uh, if, you know, she's going to follow suit at some point or like, you know, like just where, where this is going. I think they're going to have a, they're going to build up that relationship between the two of them and then she's going to die and Chief is going to have that like loss because he he mentioned in this show or in this episode I lost one of my Spartans on this planet. Well, how do you feel about that? And he's like, I don't feel anything. So I think we're going to revisit that. Now that he's taken out his inhibitor chip, mm. he's going to go and he's going to lose one of his Spartans and then he's going to have that emotion. I feel like I have an inhibitor chip in me about, about the this show. show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it, it is interesting that um, like in order to fully interact with the artifact, he had to basically become more human Yeah. again. And so that says that, you know, as he finds more and more of this forerunner tech and he's, you know, uh, eventually going to like, you know, save humanity from the halo ring. Uh, he basically, the only way to do that is to become less of a Spartan and more of a human. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for halo episode three. Um, let us know in the comments below. What is you, are you checked out? Do you agree with me? Do you think the show's got credit where credit is due? They're following some good lore or do you think it's absolute hot garbage? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> There's somewhere in between. There, no, there is no in between. <laughs> like I've been online and it's either the show's pretty freaking good. It's better than I expected or it's absolute trash. Like, yeah, but most of the shows are getting copy struck and you aren't able Dude, to watch them. There's so many videos that I watch for about Halo who are like, sorry guys, I would have included X, Y, and Z, but my video got taken down. So instead we've got freaking Bullwinkle and Rocky or whatever the fuck. Like it's just, it's, it's freaking weird, dude. Yeah. It's just footage from the Halo game. Yeah. Instead. It's, it's uh, Hey Alex, what do you think about this episode? <laughs> Rocky. The Master Chief's pretty cool. Dude. <laughs> God, it's been, how, why, why did I re- why did I reference Bullwinkle? <laughs> That's a random one. Jude's like, yeah, Jude's gonna get us a picnic basket. That's Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah, I can't even do that right now. I used to do a pretty good Yogi, but whatever. J- just do uh, Alex Jones. Because yeah. you're bull <laughs> Turn into Covenant gay. <laughs> All right, V. Uh, where can they find you on the socials, <clears throat> bud? Uh, you can find me at MattVader74 on uh, on the socials on uh, Cool Twitter now and. Um, uh gear uh <laughs> some other things <laughs> youtube facebook saturday yeah. mornings saturday mornings here on uh salty nerd uh video.com right yep yeah. cool so yeah all right jude where can they find you at you can find me at i am jude juju on instagram and on tiktok and you can find all of us on our discord channel at salty nerd discord.com all right matthew Kadish. You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com takes you to our Amazon page. And I just want to give a personal message to the people out there working for CBS whose job it is to block our videos worldwide. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. You're not cool. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. So uh, to to everyone out there watching this or listening to this, just so you know, on the audio end of things, like we don't get blocked because like obviously we're not doing any video stuff. But on the video end of things, if you don't see our our Halo reviews, it's because CBS has purposefully smacked us down. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be experimenting with different formats to see if we can find some way to get around this. So we appreciate your patience. And if you don't see our reviews, it's because CBS is actively trying to block us. Or we fucking gave up. Yeah. <laughs> or that. Or that. Or, that. Yeah. or yeah, we're just going, you know what? We're not talking about freaking Halo anymore. Fine. Yeah. You made your point clear. 
fuck your show, we're out. <laughs> yeah, but, but when we start something, we tend to like to finish it. So we're going to try to yeah. stick Halo out yeah. until the bitter end and never talk about another season of it again. I'm, yeah, I'm not, like, because of all the trouble we've had with this ep- with these episodes on YouTube. Like, so much work. Season two, I'm just not going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's the same problem with Star Trek. Like, you can't yeah. talk about modern Star Trek without CBS slapping you down. On that note, thank you guys all so much for your support. Really appreciate it. Hit the like button, comment, let us know what you think. And as always... Stay salty, my friends.